0: In this episode, we're gonna talk about three common fears that we find people have when it comes to creating video content. And we're gonna give you some information to help dispel some of those fears, right after this. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Watch Time. We're excited to do another episode here. And today's topic is really about dispelling some fears that we've come to realize a lot of people may have when it comes to marketing or video marketing specifically. And we just want to help to dispel some of those by providing maybe a little bit more information so you can be more knowledgeable when you're going into your next video project.
1: Yeah, very true. Um, I guess anyone listening, really think about there are fears in any any topic, really, if you think about this. If you go out to buy a used car, you probably have fears about working with a used car salesman, potentially. You know, everyone kind of has these fears. Or, you know, if you're having your house renovated, you may have fears that, like, what if somebody takes out a bearing wall and then all of a sudden my roof collapses? So there's always fears. And I think, you know, our industry is no different. And I think one of the number one fears that, that you know, I, I think people really kind of focus on when it comes to creating not just video, but any marketing content, is really how do you know if your marketing content is effective? And I think that that really resonates even with myself because I know we create a lot of marketing content and we don't really know like all the time how effective it, it's been. So why don't we talk about this sphere a little bit, maybe unpack like what we can tell clients about that, but then also like, you know, what we know from creating our own content.
0: So today we're going to go over three fears. And the first one is, uh, you know, kind of centers around, um, you know, knowing that your video is is effective. And I think this really comes down because it's an investment. Video is an investment. And, and just just like you said with if you're, you're buying a car or doing work on your house, like it's an investment too. So you want to know that your investment is going to be worth it. So kind of talking about some of the things that, you know, can ensure that your video is effective might make you a little bit more comfortable when you're making that investment.
1: Absolutely, and I think I think with the investment um, end of it too. For everyone listening, you know, there's monetary investment, but also I know there's there's a time investment, which obviously time is is money. So even for people that are DIY um, creating video like they may be thinking, like, is this worth my time? So kind of jumping into this a little bit and talking about, you know, how do you track this investment of video and how do you actually know if it's effective? And I think the first thing to really understand here, it kind of is a throwback to our episode with uh, Zangardi Studio is the whole idea behind demand gen. And it it is hard to see sometimes all of the results um, that you get from video, especially when you have it on your website, you can see, visitors, you can see, um, you know, number of views on the video, but you don't really know, you know, who's viewing your video and who's visiting your website. So that's one thing. So part of this is kind of, you know, understanding that the content needs to be there. So you might not be able to track everything, but if you think about it like this, and I know I've, I've mentioned this before um, on the podcast, if your store, you know, if your website is your business's virtual storefront, well, your video is like your virtual salesperson. So if people come to your website and there's no salesperson there, then really all they're doing is just looking at everything and they're kind of like window shopping and leaving. So having that video there and having it on demand for people to be able to see customer testimonials, see overview videos, see product reviews, like that needs to be there to be help them make a better informed buying decision.
0: And the good thing is that we have a lot of tools today in marketing in general um, to provide those analytics. So, you know, you could use um, you know Google analytics on your website to see exactly how many people have been watching the video or even like, um, like a, a video hosting platform to be able to see backend data there. Um, obviously uh, social media has a lot of tools to show impressions and um, you know, Plays and, and all kinds of different analytics there um, to sh- to demonstrate engagement and then of course you know if you're if you're always if you're able to to make a direct tie between a sale and somebody saying hey I saw your video um, you know that's important too but but the nice thing is 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 there are a lot of tools out there that can show that people are engaging with your video or at least seeing it even if they don't like or comment on it directly
1: and that's a good point too I think um, having some type of process um, where you are bringing, like when your intake process, when you're bringing clients in, really thinking about asking them, you know, did you watch my video um, on my website? Did you see me on social media? What it, I guess, prompted you to want to buy is a very important way to check effectiveness. And I mean, as anything else, you know, whether it be video, whether it be photography, whether it be graphic design, anything that you're putting into your marketing process, you know, marketing is a long-term investment. You really need to, to look at marketing as, It's more of a planting crops and trying to grow them. So you're really gardening versus like sales, making sales calls. You know, and I know a lot of people don't like cold calling or sales emails, but that's really more of like a hunting strategy and gathering strategy because you're going directly after somebody and trying to get an immediate response. So really think of your video as, I guess, being a tool that's for your marketing and not just for your marketing because those tools could be used in sales as well but that's one way to kind of see, you know, is the video being effective? I I know, like, I, I think of a story of a client that we had um, maybe a couple of years ago now, and she had a video that we created for her, and she used a link in her actual signature for her, yeah, for her um, email, and the client clicked on the link and then saw the video, and what was crazy is when I was talking to her about this, she had mentioned, like, it was one of the biggest clients that she had gotten, and they wasn't even like her email wasn't even to them regarding her business. It was something else. And yeah. that client clicked it, watched the video, saw what she did, and then reached out to her and then booked her. And she was like this the biggest client I've ever had. So you really don't know who's watching your video. Yeah. But that's where that demand gen really falls into place.
0: Right. It's it's a lot of little different things. It's not going to be like one golden nugget or silver bullet. Um, but there's a lot of ways to kind of see how your video is working. And one thing, too, just on the front end that we try to do to make sure that you know, when we are working with somebody to ensure their video will be as effective as possible, is that pre-production work, really getting down a a discovery meeting and figuring out, you know, what are your goals? What's your messaging? And what are you trying to accomplish? And really making sure that we include um, those messages into the video to make sure that it's targeted to the people you want to reach. And, you know, it's it's working as you want it to.
1: And one thing for you guys too, like, working with another professional and just, I was kind of thinking about this as you're like going through this process. And and we actually do this when we create content or we post things. Um, I always try to think about any purchases we make or any content that we create, you know, time that we're putting into it. What is the investment that we're making and what would it take to get that investment back? And then what is the return beyond that? So, you know, if you really think about this, like if you sell a service and your service is, you know, $2,000, if a client hires you, it's $2,000 for your service you work with a video production company and you build a video for around $4,000. And you know that video is going to be up on your website and on your social media for the you know, it'll be on your website for the next maybe 3 to 4 years. You'll use it on social media sporadically. Maybe there's a couple different versions of it or you just keep resharing it. As long as you get two clients, you've covered the cost of that video. But that video is going to keep working for you beyond those two clients. So really the return is something that's measurable over multiple years. So just think about that when you purchase not just videos, but new equipment. If you're purchasing other marketing materials, if you're hiring staff, what is it going to take to make that back and what do I have to do to be able to do that?
0: That's such a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a really easy way to think about, you know, is this, what do I need to um, get my return on the investment and kind of put it in in a, that perspective as well? Um, so. That's number one. Um, so the other fear that we have, you know, heard people may have is time commitment. Yeah. And I think there's there's some misconceptions about how much time it really you need to put in as a, as a marketer, as a business owner um, to make your video successful. Really, in our previous video, we talked about our process and really – Um, we try to do as much as as the legwork as possible. So your time is really just an initial discovery meeting, which we'll probably have maybe like an hour. Um, And then we um, want you to look over the pre-production plan and the shot plan. Um, And then obviously the actual shoot day. And even there, we try to minimize your time as much as possible. And then reviewing the video afterwards, which is through a really easy link that we use. And that's about it. So really, we're you know we handling all the editing and the, and the planning, and and we really just need you to sign off on things along the way.
1: Yeah, and I think that is that is something that I know I have heard from some different clients and, and even people like potential customers in the past is, you know, they want to do video and they go, but, you know, I think we were even talking about this earlier. I want to wait till next year. You know, it's like January. I want to wait till next year. I don't year. have the time. I don't have yeah. the time. And, and I definitely get that too. Sure. I, I think... If you're not really sure on the process, there's a lot that goes into it. And a lot of people think that that time commitment is going to fall on them. And we really do try and make it as seamless as possible. And not to say, like, if you're if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I, I want to be more involved in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to, like, you know, give us more information or you want to, like, be there for the whole shoot day, that's perfectly fine. But we really try, as Kathy was saying, is minimize what we're doing with you because we understand that your time is money and we don't want to waste any of your time, and we want, and you're already investing in this product, so that's just an additional investment on top of that.
0: Um, the third one is very common, um, and a lot of people are so worried about being on camera. Yeah. So, and I get it, I mean, I feel like it's not many people's favorite things to do, but we do try to make it as easy as possible. Um, some of the things I think people worry about is obviously how they look. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, just reassuring that if your hair's out of place or if you're doing something, a weird habit of shaking your foot or, you know, um, something else with your hands, like we're going to point that out to you. Um, you know, we want you to look as, as, as great as possible. And we, you know, are going to tell you, tell you if maybe there's some way to improve it.
1: Well, (laughs) and one thing I think that's really notable about our company and what we do, and I and I don't know if other companies do this, but I know we specifically started doing this. Is we don't we don't often have a makeup artist. We don't have one on staff. We can hire one if one is needed, and and there are times that it's great if you're doing a lot of stuff underneath the lights and there's a lot going on. You know, you want somebody that's going to maybe touch you up, touch your makeup up, remove some shine on your face, and and things like that. Um, but it's not always necessary, and it's not always in the budget. So we always make sure when we come to our shoots. We bring what's called like a—I don't really know if we have a name for it. It's almost like a touch-up bag.
0: Yeah, like a like a simple touch-up kit with yeah. oil blotting strips is a big thing because people are concerned about shine mm-hmm. under the lights. Um, just maybe like a hair hair brushes. We have a yeah. little mirror with lights. You could look at yourself if there's not like a, a restroom or something nearby.
1: We'll have hairspray in that kit. We have some water in case you don't want hairspray, but you still want to spray some water on your hair. Um, We have um, a lint roller so we can remove lint from your jacket, even going as far as having um, little like ghost strips. So if you do get a little stain on your jacket or your shirt, we can remove that stain so it doesn't show up in camera. And really it's just trying to create um, an environment where you feel most comfortable in front of the camera. And I know look is definitely the first place that a lot of people go to, but I know beyond that, and I've heard this before from people when, we're talking i meet somebody and they go oh i I like video but i don't want to be on it because i i don't sound natural or i i don't think i i can speak to that subject that well and i think kathy what you do is really great because i've watched you get people to be like you can interview people and get them to be at ease and really be their natural self
0: the nice thing is like 98 percent of the video we do is not live you know like most most of it is is just recorded and um, you know, while it helps to be as smooth as possible, you don't have to get every single sentence perfect. You know, we, we can edit that. We um, incorporate B-roll, like non-audio footage over um, your audio so that we can actually cut up some of your sentences and, and make some difference. We, we shoot with um, different cameras so we can change up the shot so that we can edit it. And we're going to take your best segments and, you know, your strongest lines and you just really make you sound your best.
1: Oh, yeah. O- oftentimes we'll we'll put together the final video and, and we have clients that'll say, wow, I sounded really good. I had no idea I even said that. And we, we go, well, you didn't really say that, but we were able to rearrange it enough. And our editor's really good that we were able to kind of move things to get you to say what we needed you to say for this. But then I think part of that, too, is what's great about the interview style versus like talking directly to camera, which this is a very popular option is to be interviewed and Kathy um, is one of our inter- people that do interviewing, and we have some other producers that interview as well. And they're, and everybody's just as skilled, but it's, it's really where you're looking at that person and you're just having a conversation. They're just asking you questions, cameras off to the side. Yes, you may have some lights, you know, um, kind of blaring down on you, but it's not that bad. We block some of it off. So this way, it feels like you're just kind of sitting there with somebody and telling them your story or kind of giving them some information, educating a consumer. You name it, it's a very smooth back and forth.
0: Yeah, I do. I feel like it You know, helps me sitting here right now, like having somebody to talk to, it's, an, it's a natural conversation. Um, and just remembering that if you are selected to be on video, you're probably an expert in your field, and that's why you're being asked You know, to do it. And it's probably a lot of the same things you're already talking to customers about or coworkers. And it's just about delivering that on camera. So, um, yeah, I think the interview style does help a lot with that.
1: So remember, you know, with something like this, like Kathy was saying, if you are an expert in your field, the next time you're hesitant about being on video, think about that sales call, think about that, you know, going home and telling your family member what you, you know, you did that day. That's really what you're doing on camera. You already do it. The only difference is, is we're capturing it and we're going to use it in a video. So, believe it or not, you're going to be more sure of yourself and more confident than you realize. And you just do it every day. The only difference is it just kind of gets in your head a little bit that you're sitting in front of a camera
0: yeah exactly and once you kind of get over that most people do great you know you don't you don't have to be some kind of trained news anchor to be successful on video
1: absolutely and i i know these three these three fears are something that we really wanted to address we know there are probably more fears out there and we'll try and address those in some future episodes but i think these three right now is if you're really concerned you know about jumping in and creating a video and doesn't necessarily have to be with us even doing video yourself, DIY. You know like is it worth my time to do this? Like, you know, or I'm scared of these things. These are all good points to consider. You know, pick up your phone, pick up the camera that you have at your office, contact a professional, you know, hire your uh, hire a college student if you're still trying to find, you know, some money to be able to do this and you want to have a little bit nicer of equipment. You can do this. It's there's there's fears, yes, but you can overcome these fears just by acknowledging these things and thinking about what we talked about today.
0: Yeah, and just doing what you what you said, just kind of trying to, to dive in and start learning just like anything else and you'll become comfortable with it along the way.
1: Thanks for listening to Watch Time. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode.
0: And remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes.
1: And if you want your question answered on our podcast, go to flexmediacle.com backslash watch time.